So this is the first part, and then I'll have you read your part here. Kim, I've, I put yours in here. Everybody got one? They can see that. I'll wait to the worship team. Make sure the sound booth. Um, I want to take a minute and thank the sound booth, Bobby and Mike and Justin and Tristan and Tanya and any and Catherine who does a great job in the sound booth and Keith and Mario and those that can help out and do help out and I appreciate that greatly. You know the the we've got an advi- uh, uh, a team we call them uh, a audio video team and they don't have to do a lot they just do a little so they rotate every week or every two or three weeks or once a month or whatever that might be, they rotate. And thank you guys. Can you guys do me a favor? I know you just got a piece of paper in your hand, but let's give the sound team and, and everybody with the audio video a big hand clap. Thank you, Lord. So this is a prophetic word here. This is going to go with Lana Vowsers, okay? And um, we're going to talk today about the one word. But here's a prophetic word. It says, life and death are in the power of tongue. Be imitators of me, your father. Say who I say you are. Say what I say you have. Mm. My word cannot come back void. But if it's health, marriage, family, or finances, nothing is too hard for me. Speak my word and watch me move in your life and the lives of your family. 2023 will be a year like no other. Allow me to move. I'm adding that emphasis on that. Because God's a gentleman God, isn't he? He's not going to break the door down and hold your arm behind the back and make you say uncle or whatever, you know, give up. He's going he's to allow you to take steps, but he'll always be there through it. He says, allow me to move. I will make myself known. There will be no question who healed, who provides, who delivered, who saved. People will hear and want what I have done in your life. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Kim, that was Kim's. Kim released that. And I want you to release, Mother, that this that you have. You know, mine is a little long. <laughs> this is a season to declare and decree. What you declare when you declare good things. I will manifest them. When you decree good, then good will begin to come to you. Always be looking. Be sure to look for blessings, spiritually, physically, financially, mentally, socially, emotionally, relationally, and soulishly. This list covers all your lives. Do you wonder how you could prosper in all those areas? You can and you will if you just believe me. The enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy in every one of these ways. But I have come to give you life and life more abundantly. It is so easy to believe what the enemy says and does. And it's so hard to believe your God. But this is your time to truly believe what I am saying. Look up. Don't be downcast. 
I bring with me abundant things, and by abundant, I mean lots. I mean more than enough. I mean extravagant. I mean all you need. This is your year to get back everything the devil has stolen. And I don't mean everything he's stolen this year. I mean he, all he has stolen he must return. So today God says, enter into my rest. And here you find wholeness, healing. And I will fulfill all the promises to you. In our busy, chaotic world, it's more difficult to enter into God's rest. But it's necessary to receive all God has for us. This is the season of significance. God is bringing uprightness to our world. So what do you need from God? Do you need finances? I mean, truly need finances? This is a year God is opening his treasure chest and watching us to get everything we need. Do you need relationships restored? God is all about that. Do you need help emotionally, socially, or mentally? God hears your prayers. Your answers will come quickly. Do you need physical healing? This is your year. Because God has stepped up and is handing out healing mantles. Does your soul need healing? If it does, you can submit your soul to God and he will make changes and you will be forever grateful. Do you see and do you understand that God wants to restore all you have lost? He wants to bless you and heal you and raise you spiritually to another level. We are entering 2023, and the door we must walk through only shows a peak of what is here. But as God continues to open the door wider, we will stand there dumbfounded at what we see. As we step over the doorway and look around, we see treasures, finances, spiritual growth, diamonds as bright as stars, furniture to fill our houses, every need met. This is the year we have just entered. God wants us to enjoy life and carry out his purpose. He wants to do supernaturally more than all that we can ask or think or even imagine beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, and dreams according to the power he has put inside us. Now here we are in the middle of chaos, but our God is here with us. The 
entire world is mixed up about who we are as a people of God. But this year, as we take our place in this congregation, we will be blessed in all we do. If there ever was a time to lead others, to help others, and to supply needs for others, it's now. If there ever was a time to lead others to Jesus, it is now. There's much confusion in our world, our nations, our states, and our cities. But God is our answer, and his answer is peace. As God is restoring all, we'll continue to serve him and watch what he does. Remember David, King David, had all restored to him. And as we look back at the end of 2023, we'll say, God has restored all for us. God doesn't just sew up a robe. He gives us a new robe. He doesn't patch up hurts. He heals the hurts. God doesn't break hearts. He heals the brokenhearted. God is doing things differently, and we get to watch. So turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of this world will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. And we will be, be singing, look at what the Lord has done. God is good always. Look forward to this new year to enjoy what God has for us. This is our time of hope, miracles, and prosperity as God is restoring joy back to his church. I was like, don't you go anywhere. I want you to pray into this. So this word that she had was released before we did the open door last week. Just want you guys to know that. It wasn't that she saw the open door and then prophesied it. She saw the open door spiritually two weeks prior, and then the door opened and we walked through it last week. So the also, I noticed in here where it says, God is restoring all we will continue to, excuse me, as we will continue to serve him and watch what he does. Remember David, King David had all restored to him. And that prophetic word came before Lana Vowser released her prophetic word that said restored. So I don't know about you, but we're going to do one word today. And have you got a one word yet today? Yet? Yet? And it's okay if you don't, because that's what this is part. But I really, from confirmation after confirmation, I believe our one word for this year is restored as a church. And that can be any version of restored. It can be um, verb or noun, uh, restored, restoring, you know, restore. It can be all of that, but it's restored. Everybody say restored. It's restored. I want you to pray into this, if you will, for us. I want to give you those copies, guys, to take them home because I want you to read them out, read them over, read them over. And in a few weeks from now, pull it out, read it again. And if you, some of you, I know you, you'll be doing it every day. You'll pull it out and go, that's me, that's me. Not all of this is for all of us, but there's parts in all of this for all of us. So God's not going to leave us out. 
So there's some things that when you get a hold of that and say, this is a word for me this year, hold on to that. Highlight it, circle it, do some good things with that in order to remind you. But Mother, if you would, just kind of just pray for us and release this word, not only into this atmosphere as it has been done, but also into the hearts and the minds of us. Mm, so Father, I just thank you for what you're doing with us right now and in the future. I, I just say that we will be restored in every way, God. And, and that's a lot of ways. All the relationships that are broken, I thank you that you are restoring them. I thank you that you, you are the restorer and you're restoring all. I, th I thank you that this is the time for us to talk about Jesus, for us not to hide in our homes. Let's talk about Jesus. Let's tell others so they can come into the family too. I thank you that you are blessing every one of us. And your blessings are so big we can't even wrap our mind around it. You are so good. And so right now, I declare this body of believers will be restored this year. And I declare not only will they be restored, they will bring others and they will be restored. And then the others will bring others and they will be restored. This is an ongoing thing with you, God. And now that you've started restoring all, I can't even, I can't even imagine what, what we will have this year. It's going to be so, so beautiful, so wonderful. Even in our land, when we used to sing, and we still do, when we sing I can't say it. Um, that we will see good in the land of the living. We'll see God moving in the land of the living. And so it's not just us right here today. It's those online that are listening. But it's all people that are believers they're going to be restored if they will just submit themselves to God. And so this is, this is probably the greatest prophecy I've ever done. And I thank you, Lord, that you are bringing it all to pass. In Jesus' name. Every New Year, 87% of adults create new goals and resolutions only to experience the same frustrating results false starts and failure in fact 50% of resolution makers will fail by the end of January there has to be a better way instead of creating goals and resolutions 
it's time to discover your one word for the entire year. No resolutions, just one word. Resolutions are rarely kept, and goals are easily forgotten. But one word sticks. One word creates clarity, focus, power, and passion. One word meant for you will change your life. Find it, live it. Life will become more exciting and meaningful than ever. Look in to prepare your heart. Look up to discover your word. Look out to live your word. Join thousands of people and hundreds of schools, businesses, churches, and sports teams who have found their one word. Discover the transformational power of your one word. One word changes everything. Everybody say one word. Some of you that have been with us for many years know that we, I don't, I don't know how long ago, I'd have to look it up in the archives, uh, maybe it was a eight or ten years ago that we decided, we were like, okay, let's do this one word. And has anybody done a New Year's resolution before? Can I show of hands, okay? okay? Just keep them up a minute, keep them up, okay, good, good. Um, did, did it, leave your hand up if, that, if you completed that resolution. Okay. We got a couple of it. You guys are awesome. Good job. You can put your hands down now. So a lot of times with the resolutions that we make, you know what I mean? We fail. What happens when we fail on the resolution? There's guilt and there's shame. We know it from spiritually that there's some things that take place in our lives. And it was like, so we set ourselves up to fail. I mean, come on. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. It's like, you know, Gene, if I keep hitting myself in the head with that hammer, pretty soon Gene's going to say, put the hammer down, right? But if I keep saying, no, no, this is going to work, it's going to work, I'm still pretty hard-headed. So over, I think some of the statistics are that every year about 206 million people create goals and set resolutions, but they experience the same frustrating results. When they set these things, they, they get into it really good. The treadmill sales in January and February are just off the charts, right? You know, And then in June, the treadmill, sa- tread, treadmill sales, used treadmill sales are off the charts, all right? Cause, or, or, or you can use them as a, as a big closet coat hanger or something else. Most of the time, resolutions, they're, they're done by summer. It's over with. You're done. You, you've failed. You, you've given up. One word, everybody say one word. One word. One word like laser focus can change your life. One word can make a difference. One word can shift some things. And it's just one word, one word, one word. I want to share with you real quick. I won't keep you long, but Matthew 14, 28, and 29. I think we've got that. Peter said to him, Lord, if it's you, command me to come on the water. And Jesus said one word to him. I mean, so here they are, the disciples, they're, they're, they're in the boat, and the history behind that was, was they, were, they were moving to another, another side of the, of the, the water, the, the shore, and they looked up, and here's Jesus walking along in the water. 
So here's the 12 disciples in the boat, and they all see Jesus. Well, they were concerned. <gasps> Is it a ghost? Is it this? Is it that? You know what I mean? And Peter, he's, you know, Peter, Peter's pretty bold. Peter's kind of like the Mikey guy. You know what I mean? You know, little Mikey? Just like, Mikey will eat it. Give it to Mikey. He'll eat it. Peter will do it. Peter will do it. Peter will do it. Just let Peter do it. So they're all wondering, what is that? And then somebody says, it may be the Lord. And Peter jumps up and says, Lord, if it's you, tell me to. Everybody, tell me to what? Come. I mean, what was Jesus going to do? Oh, Pete, that's water. You know, that's, uh, you can't walk on water. No, don't do that. He, what, did, what did Jesus do? He gave him one word. Everybody say, come. He told him to come. And he stepped out and he walked on water because he kept his eyes focused. But I think about the, the thing that he did, all the disciples, we can look back in history now and see where none of the other disciples walked on water like Peter did. We see Peter with one word. So let me give you, if those of you, I've, saw, I've seen some of you that you know what I'm talking about. You, you've got it. You, you, God's going to give it to you. Or if he hasn't given it to you, he's going to give it to you. Or he's already given it to you. That, that you've got it. So let me, those of you that have never done this before. Those that are online, they may be watching. They, they've never done it before. Let me give you a little action plan. Number one, here's the first thing you need to do is begin to prepare your heart. But to look inward. If I'm looking for my one word, I want to look inside me first. I don't want to look at Pastor Shelley and say, what about this or what about that? Or look at my financial situation and give me one word. I want to look inside. And I want to look inside. And here's how you do that. Because sometimes what's going on inside us can be more turbulent than what's going on outside. Does anybody know that sometimes their mind is going right? We've been learning about thoughts, right? And that you can, go, you can go three weeks without food. You can go, what, th three days without water. And, but you can't go 30 or three seconds without a thought. So our mind is just doing this. Sometimes you need to unplug. Everybody say unplug. We need to unplug. I need to get away from the hard, the noise, it's, and it's hard. And, and, and I've got to begin to ask some questions. So maybe you could find, if you're not used to it, turn your phone off. Maybe you could do that. Maybe you could find a place that's nice and quiet and say, okay, God, I'm, I'm unplugging from everything. Give me a few minutes and then begin to start asking some essential questions. God, what do you want to do in me? What do you want to do within me? What is it that I need? What is it that I'm struggling with? What is it that I have confidence in? What are those things? And it's, you're going to find it's going to be easier when you unplug. No TV, no computer, no phone, no football, no none of, none of this stuff. You know what I mean? It's like you unplug and then no to-do lists because if you're like me, my mind is going and I spend time with the Lord and I do this, I do this and, and I'll have a pad because something will come in. You know what I mean? It'll come in my mind. Vernon, it'll come in and it's like, oh yeah, I got to do this. Oh, oh yeah, I got I to gotta do this. And I'll write that down and I'll get it off my mind. And pretty soon my paper's, you know, about half full. And then, uh, then all of a sudden I can get some quietness. I can get some peace within my, within my soul. So if we can do that and begin to unplug. Maybe you want to ask yourself three questions. What do I need? It would be one. What do I need? What do I need? You know, God's concerned about your needs. If you don't think he's concerned about your needs, something's wrong because he is concerned about your needs. Maybe we could ask another question, not only of what do I need, but what's in my way? 
What's standing in my way of doing this? Sometimes it's a choice. Sometimes it's a decision. Sometimes there's obstacles or barriers in our way. And unless I unplug, I don't get to see them, John. Do you know what I mean? I don't get to see those unless I unplug with some stuff. Unless I back away from it. You ever heard the saying, you can't see the forest from the trees? You're in the, you're in the forest. You're in the forest and you can't see anything else, but those big trees are in the way. And then you get a bird's eye view. You back away and you begin to start seeing things a little bit differently. So not only what do I need, but what's in my way and Maybe, maybe ask yourself, what needs to go? What needs to go? What in my life that I'm really struggling with or that I'm doing that probably, that just probably needs to go? So we need to begin to, to look inward. First one is inward. Everybody say inward. Let me tell you the second thing. Second thing that'll help you as you're trying to hear from God is to begin to look upward. In other words, God, what, what do you want? What do you want in my life? What do you want? Eric, I, I, I want you to be a little more gentler. I want you to be a little more kind or, you know what I mean, those things. I have conversations with God like that. So what, what do you need? You want to look upward because when I get my heart ready, then it's time to listen up. My heart's right. I've unplugged. I'm hearing from the Lord. I, I, you know, all these distractions are gone and I'm gone. What, what do you want? I can begin to listen up. I want to share with you a scripture where God instructed Elijah what to do when he wanted to hear from him. Do you want to know what to do when you want to hear from the Lord? So check this out. 1 Kings 19.11. 1 Kings 19.11, verse 11, it says, He said, Go out and stand on the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. Elijah was actually in a cave, and he he was running and fearful of his life. Somebody was trying to kill him. And he was running and he was fearful of his life. And he said, Lord, I need to begin to hear from you. And he went out and he stood on the mountain. He stood, he got alone with the Lord. And here's what God did. It says, behold, the Lord passed by and a great and strong wind rent the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. Not in the wind. And then after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was... Not in the earthquake. And then after the earthquake, there was a fire. Third thing, a fire. And the Lord was not in the fire. And then after a fire, there's a still, small voice. Look at this. A still, small voice. A still, small voice. The the amplified version says, a sound of gentle stillness. And it says, when Elijah heard the voice, he goes on and tells the rest. But it was like, here's the, here's the earthquake, here's the wind, here's the earthquake, here's the fire, and the Lord wasn't in those. Come on, somebody. He was in the still, small voice. The cool thing about doing one word is I've had people that have been like, man, I've been driving down the street. I was driving to Oklahoma City, and guess what God did? What? He gave me my one word. You know what I mean? I got silent for it. I've had people that are out. I was out working on fence. You know what I mean? I was putting up barbed wire fence, and I was working on fence, and it was like I could hear the Lord, and the Lord said, here's your one word. And, and they, they got the one word. People drive a truck driver driving. I mean, years ago, there was a, uh, Robert uh, 
was here, Macaulay, and he was telling me he was driving the van, the bus, the van for the, for the kids and stuff like that and the, and the adults. And, and he said he heard his one word, sitting at a stoplight. I mean, when we get to the place, if we will open up our hearts, God's going to begin to show us this one word. So we see that he was in the stillness. A word of power, a word of strength can be spoken in the stillness and the quietness of the Lord. So once you've prepared your heart, once you're ready to receive your word, God has a word meant for you. So you begin to look up. And remember, he can use all means of communication. Like I said, anywhere, at any time, that word can be revealed to you. There was a few years back, one of my words, and, and it was like, this happened, and it was that word I heard it, you know, kind of like restored for us. Yeah, I'd heard it before two or three different times, and I said, Lord, is that the word? And then we got Lana Vowser's uh, prophetic word, it was restored, and then Virginia Brace's prophetic word, and it was restored, and I was like, okay, I got it. <laughs> well, living word, our, our word for the year is what? Come on, Everybody restored. So I want you to hear. I want, I want to hear if you hear about something that was restored. This was restored. That was restored. Relationships restored. Marriages restored. Come on. All of these things begin to restore. There's going to be finances. There's going to be relationships. There's, there's, there's going to be opportunities where God is restoring certain things, and it's going to be about being restored. So that's our word for the year. What does God want to do through you? What is that word that you can take that and you can begin to focus on that word? See, when you get it and you get it and you get it and you get it, this is the word, then start looking it up. Start looking in the Bible. This is my word. Somebody told me if faith was their word. Well, I'm expecting that person, they're not going to just say faith is my word and not do anything about it. They're going to start looking in the Bible. They may look up at the different dictionaries. They may look at them and see how they define faith, how they define faith. And they're going to begin to start reading words and scriptures of faith. The faith, as little faith as little as a mustard seed. You can say to this mountain, be thy removed, cast yourself into the sea. So we're going to begin to see this. You may look at definitions. You may look for poems. What about word? If you, if you see a poem and it has your word in it, what about sayings or slogans? I'm telling you, when you guys get your word and you get it in front of you and you watch a TV show or a, a movie or something like that or you're even commercials, they'll be like, that's the word, that's the word. So we were, I was, was, was excited about the word this year. There was a, a show that we were watching on, uh, on the Royals and it was... Uh, uh, Prince Harry and Meghan. Any, anybody know who I'm talking about? Does, does, am I the only one that know about them? Who knows about Prince Harry and, and Meghan? Okay, so there was quite a few of you. So you know the issue, what was going on with them and them leaving the, the royals and all that other stuff. So we're, I'm watching this show, and, and Meghan, they, they said, well, what are you going to do about your resolution? And Meghan said this. She said, we, we don't ever do resolution. We do a word. And I'm telling you, I went, wait a minute, rewind that. What did she say? She say that? She, we do a word, we do a word, we do a word. And when you start picking that word out and what that word is, faith, hope, love, joy, peace, patience. I mean, and it can be, guys, it can be a phrase. It can be two or three words. It can be, you know what I mean? But when you get that, you begin to start looking at that and saying, this is my word. So not only do you look inward, you look upward 
But then begin to start looking outward. You begin to start looking outward. Once you discovered your word, you know what's meant for you. You begin to start living it. You begin to start living that word. What is that word? What is that word? This is where the rubber meets the road. This is where it's really important. This is where, because if your word, your word is faith, you're going to have opportunities to exercise your faith. If your word is peace, you're going to have opportunities to exercise your faith. How many of you know, if your word is love, you're going to have opportunities to exercise your love. Your word can be togetherness. I know one year somebody said their word was podcast, so they were listening to a lot of podcasts, and God was teaching him. One, one, one person had the word growth, and, and they were like, man, I'm, I'm taking a class or taking a class at the Votech or the college or whatever it might be. So one word might be opportunity, and then you go and you learn to do something different, and your, your job changes because there's been opportunities that open it back up. The rubber meets the road because whatever you focus on, whatever gets your attention, listen, you gravitate towards. Whatever gets your attention, right, you gravitate towards. So if my word is, our word is restored, 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 there's going to be some things. You're going to be gravitating towards restored. God's restoring this. And you might say, this is hopeless. No, you're going to now say, God's going to restore. My God is a restorer. He's going to restore that situation. I don't know what they're like, what it is, what is going to happen, or how it's going to happen, but he's going to begin to restore. He's a God of restoration. And then the past tense is restored. He has done it. He has done it. He has done it. So the, when we look at it and what you focus on, you're going to be empowered to go for. You're going to gravitate, go, you're going to, gravitate to but, you know, the opposite is just the same. Out of sight, out of what? Mind. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So some of you have been at our house or, you know, in my, in my truck or whatever, if, if you're with me, and, and it's like I've got, a, I've got my word here. I've got my word there. I've got my word here. I've got my word there. Somebody I contacted the other day, they had given me their word from last year, and I took a picture of it. And I sent it to them and said, how'd you do? And really they had two words. They had self-discipline was, was, was one of the words. And they were like, I think I did really good. But it was highlighted throughout the year. I would love to be able to come back in June or July and say, what was your word? And you, you begin to start testifying, giving testimony of, you know what, my, this was my word. And this is where I'm at today. I'm still struggling with this, but I'm starting to deal with this. And God's beginning to bring change. Everybody say change. So you can put it on your screensaver. You can put it on your car. You can put it on your desk. You can put it on a sign. You can put it on your phone. What about if every day when you got up your phone, I don't know how to do this, so don't ask me. That when your phone turns on, it has your one word. Reminds you daily of the one word. You know, if, if maybe it's God's goodness. But one word can begin to bring change. You can hear that one word from God. And when you hear it, take it. And say, okay, God, by faith we take it. This is my one word. Restored. We're taking that one word as a body, as a, as a family, as a tribe, as a, as a church. We're taking this one word, restored. Everybody say restored. So what is your one word? Do you have one word? We've got a table set up right outside in the foyer. So I'm asking you to do two things. Number one, you may not have it today, and that's okay. 
But if you do, and you can write it on the card and put one of the cards in the box for us, and then if you want to take some blank cards home to put them around your house, feel free to go right ahead. If we run out of cards, we'll get some more for you. So over the next few weeks, I'd love for you to be able to say, okay, I'm going to look inward, I'm going to look upward, and then I'm going to begin to look outward. The cool thing about it is, is, is anybody ever got a new vehicle or a new vehicle to you, right? And you're thinking, man, I got a new vehicle, and there's nobody else in Woodward's got it. You all know what I'm talking about. You got that new vehicle, it's like, you know what I mean? I got my, this was, my truck is um, 2012, I guess it's 11 years old. So I got my truck, and I'm like, there's no other blue trucks around in Woodward like it. And I drive by, and there's one, and there's another one, and there's another one. And there's another one, but they're not the exact same color as mine, you know. But, and then there's another one, and then there's another one. So when you see that word, when you decide on that word, I'm telling you, it's cool. Because God will start bringing that one word up. You'll see it on movies and shows and everything else. You'll be talking to somebody, and there's that one word. Hope there's that one word. There's that one word. There's that one word, whatever that one word is. So we're asking you to write it down. Give us a copy of it. Put it around your house, places that will remind you of it. Shelly and I both used to have the mirrors, and we have our one word right there. You know, she's always, you know, getting ready in the mornings, and that's her one word. She can, one word. I remember this past year, was it was worship. Guys, it was in a time where she wasn't in that bathroom. Whenever she was in there, music was playing. She was worshiping the Lord. That's her. That's her, that's her go-to. That's what fills her. Maybe your word is prayer. Maybe your word is strength. Maybe your word is growth. Whatever that one word. Now listen, doesn't matter how young or old you are, you can do this. You can do this one word. Like you said, ball teams do it. I encouraged our Hope Center board. I talked to them about the one word, asked them for one word. So will you stand to your feet? I want you to pray. We're going to pray and pray with me. And we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, a little bit about next week. Um, we are, we, we, are, we are may be here. We may not be here. We are invited to a wedding. Um, Sarah's and Jeremy's daughter, Maddie, is getting married up in Springfield. And Tatum Marlette is going to be our guest speaker next week. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of that? So I want, I'm saying that to you because I want you to be able to invite somebody and say, man, come go with us. Let's, let's, let's really support Tatum and hear the word of the Lord from her today. Let me pray. Father God, I just thank you and praise you that we've learned how to do it, to begin to look inward, begin to look upward, and then begin to look outward. As we look inward, God, that you're not showing us things to condemn us. You're not showing us things to hurt us, but for us to say, okay, God, I, I hear you. I know I need to work in that area. And then, Lord, when we work, look up to you, that you're, you're going to give us that one word that we're going to see it and know, hey, that's that one word. I'm going to go ahead and take that and grab that, and then we're going to begin to look outward for it. We're going to see where you show it to us and remind us of that one word. I speak a blessing over your people here today. We thank you for all that's been done, the prophetic word, the testimonies that have come forth, the worship, and we say, God, that you are our Lord and our King. And we believe you and receive you for what you're doing in our lives this year in Jesus' name. And everybody said one word. Amen. Let's try it again. Everybody said one word. Amen. God bless you. Have a great afternoon in the Lord.